Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, this is going to be my typical Chicago Bears recap. Um, before I get going, please, I thank everybody for listening, um, watching the video, listening somewhere, um, messing around with the audio a little bit. I know my voice has been kind of low. Um, I'm just testing out this audio stuff, this OBS stuff, and, and everything else. So we're going to see how it works. I'm a newbie, but thanks for listening um, and checking out um, the other shows. There's some great coaches on there. I've got the college football recap stuff. I have the Chicago Bears stuff. I have my own stuff, so I appreciate everybody listening. So normally, normally, this is my Chicago Bears recap, which I guess I guess it can be. Um, Chicago Bears lost to the Tennessee Titans 24-17. to Um Bears didn't score until the fourth quarter. They scored 17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, you know, Tennessee scored 3-7, seven, 7-7. Seven, and, seven, and Rushing, we only had 56 rushing yards. David Montgomery only had 30. Cordell Patterson only had 13. Nick Foles was 36 of 52 for 300 and for 335 yards. He averaged 6.4 yards of completion. With two touchdowns, he got sacked three times. His QBR was 39.3, which sounds fantastic, but anybody that was watching the game really knows that a lot of that stuff came in the fourth quarter. And before I go on a rant about how I'm done with the Bears and we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about that, 
you know, looking at that, it sounds good. But I've said this from day one. I said this when Nick Foles was in. They need to run the ball. They're passing it 50 sometimes with a team that's not meant to be doing that. It sounds like it, but anybody watched the game really knows that that came in the fourth quarter. And, and this has happened where we have to play catch up. You know, let's get into it. Um, you know, it looks like when we go do no huddle, when we try to do up tempo, we try to go a little bit faster, whether it's Matt Nagy calling those plays or Nick Foles or checking at the line, it works. Um, and in the first quarters, I or in the first three quarters, I have no idea what happens. This kind of happens frequently. Um, we'll, we'll just tell you what the Titans did. Good job for the Titans. So. People are going to say something about me because I love the air raid. I love the spread. Talking about passing a lot, which I don't think you need to do. I said that the Chicago Bears, they were made to run the ball after this offseason getting the tight ends, having running backs, with Mitchell Trubisky being the quarterback. That's what they need to do. I'm a broken record. And then you look at and they have 56 rushing yards and that's just not going to get it done have you noticed when we're not running the ball a lot we've got away with some of it but we don't run the ball a lot we are don't win we have to play catch up ryan Tannehill was 10 of 21 for 158 yards two touchdowns he got sacked three times as well but they won i mean we did hell we, we held derrick henry to 20 or uh, 68 yards um but we just could not stop uh, aj brown at 101 yards receiving so I guess that's the recap for that game. It's just this is going to be more of I'm slowly getting frustrated and really wanting to be done with the Bears just a little bit. Um, and so so this game, I'm, like I said, I'm frustrated, so we're going to talk a little bit. The, the Chicago Bears versus Tennessee Titans. Tennessee had a good defensive game plan. They said, you know, they really can't do anything. We're just going to play a normal defense. We're not going to try necessarily to take the run away. We're not necessarily going to take the pass away because they they don't run the ball to begin with. If they have to pass the ball, we're in good shape. Um, they don't have an identity. You know, they want to be this pass team. They want to be this. Coach West, if you listen, I'm going to butcher this again. Coach West said this on my college football recap that we're talking about Coach Nagy, and, you know, you can have all the ingredients, you can have the kitchen, uh, but you're not going to get the same result without the chef. So when we hired Matt Nagy, we thought we were going to get um, Andy Reid. And we're not going to get Andy Reid without Andy Reid. You, you have the ingredients. You know, Matt Nagy might have the ingredients. He might have this. He might have that. Um, the only time we saw anything like what, Andy Reid would do is in 2018. And so after this Tennessee Titans game, I, I hate to sit here and I hate to say like, oh, I could call a better game, which I, I don't. They, you know, Matt Nagy know, forgot more football than I'm ever going to know. There's a reason why he's in the NFL and there's a reason why I'm not in the NFL. And I'm never going to sit here and claim that I need to be in the NFL or anything like that. I, I, I don't get it twisted, but watching it from a fan perspective, watching it from a coaching perspective that I have from coaching and everything. Um, it's very frustrating. You know, us Chicago Bears fans, we are very passionate. We want to win. 
And I said from day one with this 2018 season going 12-4 and four was the worst thing that could happen because now our expectations are really high. When he came in as a new head coach, our expectations weren't the greatest. You know, you had Mitchell Trubisky, you know, a young quarterback, and we didn't really know what it was going to look like. But we, all we knew is he was coming from an Andy Reid coaching tree. We, the only thing we knew was uh, it was going to be exciting, and it was. You know, I'm going to go over some stats here in a second, but when you looked at he did funky formations. You know, they were doing zone reads. Um, they were doing power reads. They were getting Mitchell out of the pocket. They were doing short passes. They were doing RPOs. They were motioning. They were doing jet sweeps. They were doing things you'd see Andy Reid do. It was really fun. The Bears hadn't done it, and then we had a good defense to back it up. And then last year, we kind of got away from it. They were trying to force Mitch into being this pocket passer. It looked like Mitch couldn't read a defense, so I don't know if he did not have the ability to uh, audible. I didn't know if he had the ability to do this or that, but there was times where there was guys in the box, like nine in the box, and he just didn't audible to a pass play or this, this, or that. I don't really know what was going on with that. Um so it's just be, it's become real frustrating because I, I I will admit this I called I called for um, Nick Foles um, halftime of the first game and um, the reason why was just because after last year watching Mitchell play and then watching him play this year it was just it was just time I thought okay it's time it's it's time to uh, bring Nick Foles in a guy that has better mechanics he he's won a Super Bowl he knows what he's doing. I think that Matt Nagy wanted him anyway more than Mitch. But, you know, I'm going to take a step back. Pardon me. He's like, oh, maybe we should put Mitch back in. Now, I, I know I'm eating my words here. Since the offense is still kind of built around Mitch, I know Mitch was hurt, but, like, I don't think he can go back now. But a part of me is like, if, if you put him back in, it needs to go back to 2018 where we were doing all the funky stuff. Um, our defense is getting older. We have some of the players from 2018, but they are getting older. And... You know, they can't do this forever. Those good defenses only last so long. So, like, you've got to win now. The Bears that had the defense in 2016 or uh, 2006 and seven when they went to the Super Bowl, you know, that defense, you know, they had to keep continuing as the years go on. They got older. It started to deteriorate. And now they've got some guys. But at the same time, now now we're in a situation where that defense is on the field too much. They're putting, They're expecting them to do too much. They're expecting them to do a lot in bad situations. Um, so as Bears fans, we're just kind of done. And so we talk about, you know, is Matt Nagy calling the plays? I know he hired, um, in the off season, uh, Bill Lazor, Lazor, I can't pronounce his name. They hired him in February to be the offensive coordinator. I don't know if he's calling the plays. It looks like Matt Nagy is calling the plays when they ask him about it. You know, the play calling, he says, you know, we got to stick to what we're doing, blah, 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 and, and all that stuff. And. So I think he's calling the plays. So why would you hire a guy to be the offensive coordinator when he's not calling the plays? Do you need to? And then the question is, you hand the play calling over. Is it going to be any better? And I don't know at this point, if you do hand it over to this guy, is it going to work out? Does Matt Nagy want to call the plays? Is this other guy going to be even any better? Is it going to be worse, better? I don't know. So at this point, it doesn't matter who calls the plays. Um, Nick Foles is not getting along with Matt Nagy. I said this from the get-go. Matt Nagy needs to take a step back. You can't tell me Bill Belichick and um, Daniels did not talk to Tom Brady about the offense. Tom Brady doesn't call the offense, but he had some say in it because he's out there on the field. He can see what's going on. He, you know, this, this, and that. 
you can't tell me Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a little bit of a say in what kind of offense they're going to look at, like from watching film, what are they going to have, and everything else. You can't sit there and tell me that they don't have input. So if Matt Nagy doesn't sit there and talk to Nick and say, okay, this is what we're going to do, this is what we have to do, um, if they're not even going to attempt to get the run game going more, that's not going to help. And so they're just on completely two different worlds. You know, Matt Nagy's going to put his foot down and say, I'm the head coach of this, I'm the head coach of that, and it's just not going to help help the situation. Um, so that, that's just a lot of frustrating things. I'm going to be all over the place, but I'm, I'm just kind of over it. As a Bears fan, it, it's getting stagnant. I'm not saying we have to score 40 points a game, but when you go out there not score till the fourth quarter and then in the fourth quarter look all good, they start doing up-tempo, they start doing short passes, they start doing this, they start doing that. Um, they start throwing it to tight ends, they start doing this, they start getting a little fancy, and then it's like, where was that all game? But we're getting put in that situation because the defense is out there a lot. We're expecting them to get an interception, score a touchdown. We're expecting them to do this. We're expecting them to do that. And, and you just can't do that to a defense. It's not fair. Um, and it's, things are just kind of gone downhill. And then people are calling for Matt Nagy to be fired. And I don't know if necessarily he needs to be fired, but he needs a coming to Jesus moment. And now here pretty soon, if they lose a couple more games, then it's going to be on the table to you. maybe he needs to go and we need to get somebody else in here. We need – this innovative play caller. The last time we had a really good offense was 2018. And then before that, it was Jay Cutler. Right now, I'd almost take Jay Cutler. But then we're kind of blaming the players. So is it Mad Nagy's play calling? It seems kind of stagnant. Not saying I could do better. Or is there something going on that we don't know? But you have these tight ends. You do have decent receivers. There's a certain way to call the offense. It just looks like it's the same over and over. We're not trying to get the run game going. And in the NFL, you have to. Um, so it's just very, it's very hard to watch. I don't know if you hand the play calling over, but then is Matt Nagy, if he hands the play calling over, is he going to be a better coach that way? Is he just going to be frustrated because he's not calling the plays? I have no idea. Um, you know, I was looking at the stats from 2018, um, the team stats um, that we had. We scored 421 points that year. We had 5,502 yards. Um and we only gave up 283 points and 4,795 yards. So we had way more than what we did before. We had a really good defense. Um, you know, and then if you want to look at how we were playing the game and everything else from that year, it was really good. Um, Mitchell Trubitsky, he was, uh, he was 289 to 434. He had 3,223 yards, 24 touchdowns. And I did have 12 interceptions. Uh, but that's still a lot better than what was going on. Um, receiving, I mean, we had a receiver for 935 yards, 444 yards. Um, I mean, or we almost had a thousand yard rusher. Excuse me. We had Jordan Howard. He had 935 yards. Cohen had 444. Trubitsky also rushed for 421 on 68 attempts. So he was responsible for almost 4,000 yards of the 5,000 and, and whatever it was. Um, and we went 12 and 4. Okay. We only gave up 283 points, which was first for our defense. We scored 421. So I think that was ninth in the league. Yeah, so we were ninth in the league on offense. We were first on defense. So everything was going good. Then we had the doink 
Um, and there's a lot of other stats that we could go into, but this would be a two-hour show. And I have a lot of two-hour shows that you guys can go listen to. They're great. Check it out. Better than just having me on here rambling about my opinions on the Bears. So Matt Nagy calling offense. And like I said, I know they need proof. And maybe one day I'll try to find Bears games, put them up here, and we can talk about it. But if you go back and watch, they had your normal NFL stuff. And then they kind of got away from They They did funky things. I remember... Was it the first game against the Packers? They came out in like a full house and they had a power tee and he was just doing what you see Andy Reid trying to do. And I, I'm telling you, Mitch was running zone reads, power reads. They were getting outside the pocket and, and everything else. And I mean, I, I don't know what else more to say. You know, we were, it looked good. It was like, un, not like super, super good. And it wasn't like one of those things where I thought we were going to the Super Bowl, but it looked like we could go. We had this defense. We had an offense that could, keep us in the game that could do some things. And then, you know, this, you know, just it, that's what it looked like. And so going into 2019, it was like, okay, okay, okay. 2019, we go eight and eight. Okay. Um, our defense only gave up 298 points. We were fourth in the league, which is still pretty good. Still pretty good. First year defense coordinator, uh, Chuck uh, Pagano. But then our offense, we only scored 280 points. We were 29th in the league. So how did we go from 9th in the league all the way down to 29th? Our defense is still there. And if you want to go down and look, we can go down here and look at the stats for you guys. Mitchell Trubitsky, I know he was hurt at some point. Um, He was 326 for 516, um, 3,138 yards passing, and he had 17 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So not good performances there. Rushing, Mitchell Trubitsky, he only had 193 yards rushing, so he dropped a little over 300 almost, uh, yards rushing. He dropped in his passing yards, um, and then... We didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher. David Montgomery had 889 yards. Cohen only had 213. So, again, we kind of got away from the run. And then we just did not have the same passing. And then that's kind of where we kind of should have seen this coming was the, the, the play calling started to become stale. It started to do this. I know we had some injuries. Um, I know I'm not looking at the takeaways on the defense. I know the takeaways – had changed. We didn't take a the, in the 2018. We had a lot more interceptions, a lot more fumble recoveries, a lot more forced fumbles, um, and you know, 2019 wasn't the same. So then, jumping forward to 2020, I know we're only um, so many games in right now. Um, we got to our fifth win and just said screw it. Now we're sitting at five and four. Um, we still have. Chuck Pagano's our defensive coordinator. Right now, our defense, we've given up 190 points, so we're 7th out of 32, which is good. That, that defense is still there. It's still competing, but they're getting put in bad situations, but being 7th in the league is still pretty good. Our offense has only scored 178 points. We are 28th. Last year, we were 29th. Right now, we're sitting at 28. How are we going down after we were right there not much change. We had some different players, but you still have this play caller. You still have this guy that's a genius all of a sudden, and then, and then, and then this happens. 
So this is so far in 2020. Um, you know, Mitch, before he got benched, he was 51 of 86. He had 560 yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Nick Foles is 187 for 285 yards. He has 1,746 yards, 10 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. So in a way, you look at maybe Mitch is the better option, but he got hurt. And then you decide to bench him, which at the time I called for it, and I'm going to eat my words. Maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we should have. We had the offense built with tight ends, running backs, getting outside the pocket, RPOs, play action, get Mitchell to run, and we don't do it. I am a high school football coach and saw how the offense was being built, how it should go. So now we're done. So now the question becomes, why, how can we go down that far? And if you're looking at Matt Nagy, you're going, how in the world does this happen? You come from the Andy Reid coaching tree, which doesn't mean you're going to get Andy Reid. We've seen people coach for Bill Belichick go on and not be good head coaches. So is this another thing where, what do these guys do? If I be on a fly on a wall with Andy Reid, I'd be a fly on the wall with uh, Bill Belichick. So I don't know what's going on. You know, I know there's some injuries before the season and we don't have necessarily these guys, but there's still guys there that you have to adapt the offense around. around. And you know what? Coach Mackey said this for high school, just get weird. In the NFL, I know it's COVID year, but you're coaching for your job still. So maybe he needs to say, screw it. Let's go back to these funky formations. Screw it. Let's do this now. Other side. Bears are struggling with their offensive line. They can't keep a healthy offensive line. They need to draft some guys. And this and that. But before all the injuries happened, this was going on beforehand. So here becomes the question of, does Matt Nagy need to be fired? I don't know if you fire him during the season. The only way you can justify it is if we start, if we lose about maybe six more in a row. Because we were, what, five and one at one point? Five and two. Now we're sitting at five and four. You lose six more and now you're sitting at five and ten right before you're 16. If we don't win another game... Maybe he does. I think you wait till the end of the season if you're going to make such a decision. But another thing is we can't go recycle coaches out there that weren't successful just because they were a head coach in the NFL. We can't recycle guys that didn't win. We can't do this. So that's going to be my question is who do you go hire if you fire him? You better have a plan of who you're going to hire. So I'm not saying he necessarily needs to be fired. Maybe you give him the rest of the year to see. Maybe you go, okay, let's give him next year and kind of figure that out from there. But I don't know. Um, I don't have the answer for it, but I you know we. I am done. Uh, it's hard to be an Illinois fan. It's hard to be a Bears fan. If 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 Nick Foles continues to play this way, or they continue to do this play calling, and Mitch is healthy, just say screw it, go back to it. It's COVID year. You're losing. Might as well just go back. But if you go back, right now I don't think you can. But I, I'm going to play devil's advocate and look at both sides of the coin. If you decide to go back. You need then to go back to what you're doing in 2018. Get him outside the pocket. RPOs, I'm a broken record, but I think that's how you keep things in the game. If you're forcing him to be a pocket passer every single time, it's not going to work. It's just not. That's not who Mitchell is. Maybe one day he can practice and do it a little bit. That's just not who he is. And it's okay because we all can't be Patrick Mahomes. He can be a pocket passer, but he can also run. So we just need something to change. But I do think this is... Right now, I would say it's about 65%. This could be Coach Nagy's last year just because it's very frustrating. Um, But I also think in the draft, we have to get some offensive linemen. We have to establish that. Um, If there's a quarterback we can get at the time, great. But we need to focus on the offensive line. They are hurt all the time. And even before they were hurt, they were not playing very well. 
So I think that's your first thing. And I know that's where some of this comes in, where it's not all Nick's fault. It's not all Coach Nagy's fault. It's injuries on the old line. It's it's this and that. And I understand that. But they there's something's got to give. I, I really don't know what that is. From a coaching side of it, it's very frustrating to watch to see this and that. So that's my Bears recap. I'm kind of done with them. Well, I, I, let me say this. I'm not fully done. I'm, I'm going to watch them, uh, sadly. But now it's getting to the point where you know, I don't even want to watch the whole game. I could sit there and watch the whole game. Now I'm just kind of drifting off. I'm focusing. We do our college football recap show right beforehand. So I'm dealing with that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'd rather go, oh, yeah, let's go to the grocery store. Like Go do something else or turn to a different game. And I'd rather do that at this point than watch the Bears. Before the last couple of weeks, I was watching them from start to finish and doing this and doing that. And so... Something's got to change. Something's got to give. Matt Nagy and Nick Foles need to have a coming to Jesus moment that I've said from the get-go, and I'm going to continue to say it until it happens. I'm not saying we need to be sitting here undefeated, but just watching what they do, like in the fourth quarter, what they did in the fourth quarter, they would have done the whole game. They would have won. They would have been sitting pretty. Maybe they need to do more no huddle. Maybe they need to do that. Get the run game going somehow. So you can get some screens. You can do some play actions. That's what they're built on. They have these tight ends. So I don't know. You can still do it around Nick Foles, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anybody out there that wants to tell me, please let me know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please go enjoy the other uh, episodes. There's great coaches on there. There's college football recaps. There's other ones that I've done, different topics I'm going to do. Um, we got some others that are going to be coming out. So please go shoot, go check them out, share it out. You guys want to come on, let me know, talk about anything. I'm, I'll talk about anything, talk about any sport. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe out there, and we're going to see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.